Hello, this is Lisa LaRose on Connect to Love here on PRNFM, and I'm joined today by my wonderful co-host, Michael J. Russ, who reminds me every day of the things that I forgot, and um, <laughs> one of them is to make my day awesome and to, to always smile no matter what obstacles come uh, across my path. So uh, without further ado, I'd love to welcome Michael J. Russ. How are you, Michael? Awesome. Always awesome, amazing, magnificent. It's a great day. Um, that's, that's the way I choose it to be. So <laughs> it's it's always amazing. You, you, it's yeah. it's uh, beautiful outside. Even though it started out raining oh. this morning, it rained all over me with the barn this morning. So, <laughs> but it cleared know, up. But the rain, the gorgeous day. Yeah, yeah. yeah the it. rain. We have it. the same thing here. You know, it, it's mm-hmm. you get these patches of rain coming in, and and then we get blue skies, and then it only seems to be raining on one side of the street, which. <laughs> You know, but you get the beautiful rainbows that come along with it, which is always a delight. Always, always a delight. You know, you see unexpected things that you see. And uh, for anybody that had joined us last week, we were delving into happiness and really how not only to be happy and to choose a different attitude and to participate in your life from a point of positivity and to bring in as much happiness even when you're feeling overwhelmed. And uh, one of the the things that I found so fascinating and and when I was looking up some different things um, about happiness was one of the tricks that the Buddhists use. They choose to not say, I am angry. Rather, they say that I am with anger. So they recognize that it's something within you that you can meet and not that it's you. And which I find really fascinating because, you know, when you say I'm angry or unhappy, you know, you sort of sit with that. And uh, I really, I really loved that approach. And it reminded me of Mahatma Gandhi's saying, which is actually on my t-shirt today, be the change you wish to see in the world. And, you know, I think that Sometimes, and, and I find, Michael, in these, these wonderful conversations I have with you, one concept really leads into another because they're so connected. And I know yeah. that you are one of the, the, you do exemplify the change you wish to see in the world. And uh, I'd love for you to share with the audience some of the ways that you do that. Gee, put me on the spot. Go ahead. Yeah, that's fine. Um, <laughs> I... I I uh, I gotta say first off thank you so much for for the compliments uh, earlier on and it, it I just gotta say if we all do one simple thing in the morning and that is uh, wake up with the full awareness that we choose how our day is going to be and we make these choices all throughout the day um, I'm big into creating a reality and happiness is uh, the, your flow of happiness is part of that reality you really want to experience every day. Um, so uh, one of the things that I make sure I do every morning when I wake up is uh, recognize and acknowledge that I'm the one creating my day that that my day you know I'm the one who who creates the reality I experience throughout my day so when I get hit with something blindsided with something that uh, throws me because that's always possible uh, something could always happen that initially throws you for a loop and that for those who are around the world that is a uh, a uh, euphemism for uh, puts sends you off base it, it, it knocks you off your feet a little bit uh, mentally mm-hmm. uh, and that is and and it's not that you want to prevent those things from happening it's I think it's almost impossible to prevent yourself from initially having a reaction to things and uh, you the interesting thing is, though, after you have your initial response, you can then elevate your awareness to recognize what you've done, where you are, how you feel, and uh, what your thinking is, and then you can change that. You can, you can come back from that. Uh, it is, it is, there's not a day goes by where something might happen and I get that initial negative response. It's the recognition of that, that the realization of it, that that allows me to take hold of my sovereignty and my power to 
uh, powers of alchemy to be able to shift and change the way I'm, I'm thinking by re-examining uh, why I made that first initial uh, thought in the first place. What was my perception that led to that negativity? And then just turn around and just change it and shift it really quickly. That's what counts. And for me, uh, that's how I go about my day because I don't really have control of most of the things that happen throughout the day. And that's number two, recognize uh, that much of what happens that day is beyond your control. You'll experience things. You'll expose yourself to things that are not within your control. And when you recognize that, you simply uh, acknowledge what has happened and let it go. If you have no ability, nothing you do will have any impact, positive impact on what has gone on, what has happened, what you're exposed to, then you have to just simply um, send, it some, send it some love and move on. Uh, and that is, that is, in my view, one of the major things that I do throughout the day. As a matter of fact, my license plate says U, the letter U, let go. That's what my license plate says. Oh, and I get a lot of comments. Oh, I never do that. Yeah. That's amazing. I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So my little sports car, I have a U, let go. People go, somebody goes, what's that? What's, what's that mean? And I said, it means that I don't hold on to things. I let them go. And he goes, oh, yeah. Well, yeah, when you don't hold on, when you, when you don't let go of things, uh, especially those things that stir up some negativity within you, uh, though that, that negativity festers and turns into something else. And mm-hmm. generally something, and it, and it also is it's an energy that you take into the next moment. That's really the most important aspect of it. You want to make sure that you're going into the next moment with, with, with clean energy, with higher frequency energy. And so it's important to recognize how you feel and shift it and change it so that you're not carrying forward uh, into the next moment some negativity that really is of no importance to you and, and, and no relevance to you uh, in the future. Our present, I like to say, we, we, we can't change our past. Our, our present is what it is, but our present also forms our future. It, it creates our future. What we're thinking in this present moment, it really impacts our future reality. Um, and that is played out, it plays out every single day. Um, and I, I love how, I love that, you know, how the Buddhists say, I am with anger. Um, just to focus on that for a second. I am with, meaning, mm-hmm. uh, and I take it as I am with anger, which means I can choose to be without anger. Absolutely. I can choose to be, it's a choice. They're stating it as, as really as a choice. I'm with anger right now. And I can shift my perception. I can shift. Uh, my thinking about the way I'm perceiving what's happening, and I can be without anger, as, just as quickly as I was with anger. And I always remember that. Uh, and it's about constantly being aware and alert to what's relevant to you in your life and to what your intentions and goals and dreams are in life. If your, your intention is to be happy, then you, uh, you need to really kick up that awareness as to how you're feeling and uh, how the flow of happiness is, is, is occurring within you. Uh, are you letting things outside of you impact your flow of happiness because they're taking your mind away from, uh, uh, from what's important for you? Are you out there just reacting to everything? Because most of what you experience throughout the day is negative because mm-hmm. that's the way our world is designed. People, corporations, corporations and you know, negative cells. Everybody will tell you that. Negative, negativity cells. Uh, when somebody writes a book that says, um, and, and, and one of the tenets of the book is uh, it, communicating with people, communicating to someone what they want to avoid is more, is more uh, valuable than what they want in life. So if you want to sell something to someone, you need to frame it as something they can avoid. And I'm like, you know what? That's kind of backwards, but that's the way our, our world is. People will, will react to um, more heavily to what they want to avoid than, than actually saying, hey, if you do this, you'll be the happiest person in the world. You know, and just do this thing. Uh, instead of, you know, if you avoid doing that, you'll be the happiest person in the world. I prefer the other one. Um, however, that's not the way marketing works. That's not the way 
uh, our world, most of what you're exposed to, the information digitally or otherwise that you're exposed to every, every uh, day works. You have to, in my view, we have to work within the context of you know, where we are and what we're being, this is the world, the digital world, the digital age that we're, that we're dealing with right now. Uh, I, I'm not going to say I'd like to go back to the 17 or 1800s. I don't think that would be very much fun, uh, yeah, you know, when, sure. when it didn't exist and, you know, we had little newspapers in every town and, you know, everything came by telegraph. Um, we found out what was going on in the next town. We just have to understand how to process information more efficiently, more positively, more, uh, um, it, 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 more effectively, so to speak. That's really uh, where it comes in because that's really what throws us off. It's our reactions to, outside, to the outside world, things that mm-hmm. we don't have any control over. And uh, I'm always cognizant of that, I've got to tell you. Um, and you can then begin to um, reshape what you expose yourself to. You can narrow that, that funnel of what, you, what you're exposing yourself to. Um, taking 15 different newsletters uh, in a day is sometimes not the most optimal thing to do if happiness is your goal. That happiness within you is generally stifled because the people who are marketing their, through their newsletters sending you information or generally, you know, they're, they're going to use uh, the tools that they know will get you engaged. And that's generally mm-hmm. something that tags, pulls at your negative emotions. I know for a fact that you control your environment, what you expose yourself to. Am I right? Oh, 100%. You know, I truly believe that the subconscious mind is molded by what we tell ourselves. You know, and when you, you know, you really think about that Buddhist practice that I am with anger, you know, it, it, it detaches you from, from owning that and to be able to release it. And as you said, let it, let it go. When you realize that it doesn't have to be a part of you, it, it's not you. It's not who you are inherently. You come into right. this world as a happy, sovereign being. And right. we somehow, you know, detach ourselves from that. We get, you know, influences. We have problems that come up, things that really, you know, can, can change us and take us away from what it is. You know, one of the things that I try to do daily to encourage happiness for myself is just being grateful for my life. And as Glenn Brooks, the founder of Vibrant Living, used to say, your life is precious, enjoy it. You know, so be Mm -hmm. thankful for the wonderful people that are connected to you along your journey. I'm super grateful for you, Michael. Um, I look forward to whatever adventure uh, comes my way when the day starts. I'm grateful that I wake up in the morning. And, you know, sometimes, I, you know, my life isn't <laughs> picture perfect. You know, you have different things. You know, I lost uh, one of my shepherds over the weekend. She lived a oh. really long life. She was an 18-year-old. And, you know, she had started to wind down a little bit. And, and I just <laughs> – I, I, I just – the night before, I kind of felt like she was going to get ready to go, and I just told her what a lovely mm-hmm. lady she was and what a pleasure it was to be able to care oh, yeah. for her. And it was okay for her to let go. And, um, mm. you know, I had to go out in the morning, and when I came back, she was gone. And so that afternoon, you know, I, I, she, I have a, a pet cemetery. <laughs> My very big yard. You too. Um, you too. I do. I do. So she's uh, she's part of my 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 backyard now, and and but it was so interesting because when uh, we've we've covered her over and you know placed the dirt and said the prayers, I looked up in the sky and there was no rain and there was nothing and the sun was off to the right, but to the left was a beautiful what I call a sun dog. Um, it, it you know it's the rainbow that comes out um, and it, it it was just a vertical rainbow and there was no hmm. apparent reason that it should be there other than the fact that you know I think she was grateful and that was sort of her, oh, that's her awesome. message that she sent through um, mm-hmm. yeah but I, you know I think you know you you, you you're sad for the loss. Um, but, oh, you know, yeah. when you look forward to whatever the challenge is, and, and it's your attitude about how you face it that really makes the difference, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and I believe that, you know, being the change that you wish to see in the world, a positive outlook is contagious. You know, everything affects everything else in the universe. In, we're all connected like a web. And, you know, positive thoughts and positive actions affect everyone else. And, and really... 
that's the bottom line. So if you are going to be with something, you know, being with positivity or being with happiness, it's something that you can uh, be an example for and and really share with with all those around you. Um, yeah. So, so you know, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I will yeah. say this. I only add that we must uh, to expound upon that. Uh, be the be the change you want to see in the world. We must be the the compassion, the kindness, the the hope, the love, uh, and the empathy that we wish the world to exhibit. You know, we can't sit out there and say, "Oh, yeah, I, I want I want the world to be this way," but we are not that way ourselves. Uh, it's uh, a lot of people want to be of service to the world, but uh, without being of, of service to themselves first, we have to. Mm-hmm. Uh, everything must emanate from, emanate from us. Um, Prem Rawat, I just looked up this, uh, this really wonderful quote. It says, he said, happiness is your treasure because it lies within you. Oh, and beautiful. just one of many awesome quotes that make the point that it, it, it has always been with you. As you said earlier, we're born happy, sovereign beings. And I... I tell people when they say, oh, I want some happiness. You want happiness. You just want to be happy. I want to be happy like you and Sandy. And I'm going, well, okay, that's a full-time job, okay, just to make sure that we, we understand that, that happiness is an intention that I created mm-hmm. and that it, it happens because I intend for it to occur. That happiness, I have to be happy first. Sandy's an empath. If I'm not happy, if I'm you know, off kilter, uh, if I don't feel good about myself or my life, it's going to be reflected in her almost immediately. It's really interesting. Um, and she's not fully understanding of the, of, of the kind of empathic um, ability that she has. Uh, however, I know that. I've been working with this with her, well, I've been with her for 20 years, known her for 50. Uh, however, understanding, you know, how she is, and she's, and again, it's like this interesting thing. She's a mirror for how I feel. If, I, if I'm feeling, if my mind is focused on something and, and I'm off and she'll ask me, what's going on? You know, because she can sense it immediately. But she's the mirror for me to how I'm, I'm, I'm feeling. If I'm flowing with happiness, she can sense that. And she can know it. And if, if I'm not, uh, I'm a Gemini and she'll say, where's, that, where's the other guy? <laughs> you know, bring back the other guy. You know, because I've, I've moved off into this space, either of, of solitude or deep, deep thinking for a moment, and it's coming at a time when I should be doing something else, you know, engaging uh, with people relationally. And this is, you know, we, we, one of the major tenets of life, and Glenn Brooks is really, really, you know, fiber, the, the founder of Vibrant Living uh, Radio, he was very big into this, uh, into relational connection, not just, you know, just getting together and whatever, just the deep, creating deep relational connections with yourself, because you have to have a deep relational connection with yourself and understand yourself, and with others that you came across on a, on a, on a daily basis. And he, was, he would always test his theory. I mean, every day he was testing his theory. You know, he'd go to the dining room, the dining hall uh, at, uh, in Amherst, uh, the university there. And he wasn't a student. However, Every day he tested his ability to be relational, to be admitted into the dining hall. Yeah, he pays 10 bucks. Wow. Heck, when I was there with him, I paid 10 bucks. He paid 10 bucks. We went into the, most, to the number one dining hall at a university in the entire country. Okay? And this place was amazing. These students are like treated like solid gold with this dining hall. It had everything. It looked like, it looked like a food court in a mall. High-end food court. I mean, grass-fed beef and sushi and all the. I'm like, what? Oh my gosh! That was at my dining hall. <laughs> ten bucks, all you can eat. You know, ten bucks. Wow. Going, what? Yeah, it was pretty amazing. And guests could come in, and I was like, I don't know. He says, Come on now, let's go to the dining hall. I said, don't you have to be a student? He says, No, no, we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. And it's a function of uh, magic when you work with people and you treat them with dignity and respect and kindness and compassion, it's amazing the doors that open um, mm-hmm. because generally most people don't, don't, they don't experience that on a daily basis from other people. And uh, I'm always, again, cognizant of this fact that how I am and how I feel about myself 
is integral to my connection with people, developing a connection with people and being connected with people as I move about about my day. And uh, we, we have to kind of keep that in mind. Um, and that's all part about, you don't want somebody else to be loving, you have to be loving yourself and demonstrate how it's done. Demonstrate it. You're, a, you're an ambassador for happiness and kindness and love and compassion and empathy. You're, you're a, an ambassador. We, we all must mm-hmm. be ambassadors. We get caught in, up in the stuff that's going on uh, of this side versus that side and them versus us when, in essence, we are all one. We are one. You know, One Love is a very long song by uh, uh, Bob Marley. If you ever listen, it's a song. very it was a very long song. Heck, I heard the whole thing the other day. I'm going, man, this song goes on forever because he had a lot to say about oneness. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he had a he lot, did, to, lot, sure. lot to say about oneness. It was like the main tenet of his entire life was oneness. Right. Interestingly Which enough, yeah. Why his his music is so timeless? Exactly. Everything. Is, I mean, it's like you 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 when you and when you. I was in Jamaica last year in October and. It's so beautiful to engage with the people who actually live it day, day in, day out. That is, that is, again, one of the tenets of, of life for them is oneness. We're all one. We got to help each other. We, we are, we come from the same, we're cut from the same cloth, so to speak. And uh, when you start thinking about that, then someone who has or someone who has not, technically, it doesn't matter. You know, it, money doesn't define, doesn't make you more elevated in life than someone else, although our society treats it that way. You know, it looks at somebody, you know, maybe they've got something more than me. Basically, that's not the case. I know people with lots of money that have no common sense or sense of compassion or empathy, you know, or anything else because they don't, they don't live that. That's not the way that they, they don't embrace it and that's not their intention on a daily basis. They see those, those, those uh, attributes as signs of weakness. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately... Uh, they're not, and I embrace anyone and everyone who's who's kind of made it and looks at uh, made you know their life financially from an abundance perspective and and uh, and then turns around and says, huh, this isn't all there is. There's I'm here. I've I've achieved the success so that I can help others in some way. I can be of service. That is awesome. Okay, so. Uh, and I and I applaud uh, people who who've done that. And Denzel Washington is one of them, one of my favorites for for somebody who who uh, who walks the walk with regard to love and kindness and connection. Uh, doesn't mean you're going to knock on his front door and he's going to let you in uh, if he doesn't know you. However, he is more than happy and willing to be able to to help uh, you move forward. And you can just look at his videos and, and what he's demonstrated in life to see that that's the case. I see a lot of really cool stuff coming. He's just one example um, of, of somebody. I'm not really into uh, star worship or anything of that nature. My brother's a star and I, I don't even, you know, he's just a, he's just another human being to me. You know, he's, he's, uh, he's amazing, but you know, it, everybody chooses their, um, their career path, their, 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 right. uh, what they do in life. And, you know, some people choose that and other people choose to do what you and I do, which is, you know, you, you, you uh, care for, uh, uh, for animals, uh, dogs, and, and I think, and cats too, I believe. Uh, I and, and, and have your life kind of, you're, you're of service in, in that way. Um, I'm of service in a different way. Um, although I've, I've been of service to, to pets and, and the like, uh, and I'm sort of service to a, a cat that seems to run my life right about now. Um, <laughs> and it's, and it's fun. <laughs> it's, it's hilarious. I, I, I don't get them. I'll never will get them. Uh, it, it's like, <laughs> I don't know how anybody at 4am can be that loving when I'm trying to sleep. You know, I mean, oh, the most I loving, know. the most loving this little furry creature is, is at about four o'clock in the morning. I mean, just more syrupy loving, syrupy loving. I wake up and she don't want anything to do with me for the rest of the day. <laughs> I don't get it. I don't get it. But heck, it's four That's o'clock a in the morning. Cat, for sure. Jumps on the yeah, That's jumps funny. on the bed and wants some. Wants you know, wants puts her little head in my hand. 
finds it in the dark because they can see beautifully, evidently, and finds my hand and, and, and puts her head in my hand and, come on, give me, you know, give me a little noggin rub. And, you know, I'll, I mean, for 15 minutes. And then all of a sudden, boom, I don't want anything else to do with you for the rest of the day. But, you know, so funny. it's... It's the joy and gratitude I have for being able to do that with a little creature. Um, and, and again, uh, kudos and deepest sympathies for, uh, for the way that – kudos for the way that you are handling the loss of your, your, uh, your dog. And, and, for, uh, and, and thank you for sharing what it is that – your perspective with regard to, uh, to, uh, to its loss. And I, I think it's, it's absolutely amazing. We both have pet graveyards. Uh, heck, we've got a barn with three horses in the ground. Uh, and that's, oh you know, and, and it's, yeah, I mean, it's, you, 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 I, I always say gratitude is one of the fastest ways to move through anything because it shifts your thinking. It shifts your thoughts to being mm-hmm. grateful instead of sadness for them not being around, being able to touch them, feel them, sense them, hug them, whatever, um, get, feel their love. You can, you can move from from uh, and, that, and that's how I've gotten through the, the loss of, of uh, you know not only dogs and uh, horses and and um, it's beautiful to to have that you know I mean it's it's really really neat but um, and that's you know I, I'll 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 tell you this one thing this may maybe we'll shift the conversation just a little bit um, the perception that life is precious that Glenn Brooks always used to say has legs mm-hmm. has legs has Absolutely. long legs. Um, and that perception, uh, that perception is one that I know I wake up with in the morning, every morning. And when you, when you, you create, intentionally create positive perceptions in the morning, it does impact the rest of your day. When you, the more you do it, the more impact it has on your reality and how you feel about your life. And your, when you embrace that in sovereignty, you know that you're not going to let anything outside of you disrupt that calmness that you have within you. And mm-hmm. uh, it, it's, it's easy. And I, I came across somebody just the other day who had a friend uh, who she says was, it was, was completely full of light, completely just such a, such a, a, light, a light being. And uh, what's interesting is, um, and, and I know I have another friend that's like this too, a young man, uh, and the young man and this particular individual were having a challenge because they were losing uh, connections that they had. People that around them had, had uh, were, were passing away at a, at a maybe an accelerated weight rate. Um, normally, in the course of our lives, we don't experience someone close to us as, as a rule passing away. Uh, once every few years, once every 10 years, once every 20 years, the average person really doesn't experience that. And when you have people passing away, uh, four or five people in a year, people cl- really mm-hmm. deeply close to you that you're connected to, it can throw you for a loop. It really can. Right. You can start to question, you know, your, yourself, your life, what's it all about. Um, and the only thing that we, we, ha- we can embrace at that particular point that will help bring some sort of meaning is that we don't have any control over other people. Mm-hmm. When they come, how they go, what they do, what they're thinking, and how they respond to what we say. That is not within our purview. We don't, we don't have the ability. We can, uh, as I like to say and have said already, we can live our lives with empathy and compassion, love and kindness, and hope and optimism. We can live that way. We can choose to live that way. We can apply that to everything. The loss of your pet, uh, loss of my best friend, a loss of my girlfriend 20 years ago, 30 years ago, actually like 30, almost 40 years ago. Um, and uh, my father, everything you can, you can, you literally have to apply that to everything. It's not like it's a template for one thing and not another. This is if you're going to mm-hmm. be that way, you have to be that way, and it will bring uh, such a sense of of understanding to you. And it, and it it's a way of grounding you. And in my view, that's what it is. When you you're looking for something, you're wondering everything's out of control in your life. Well, it's not really out of control in your life. Your perceptions and your thinking are out of control. They're, mm-hmm. they're incongruent with reality, which is you can't control reality except for yours. Out of reality, no. You can, how, you can control how you interpret your, your life 
what happens to you. You can inter- your interpretation of people dying around you is what creates the reality that you live. And mm-hmm. as my friend was doing, he was he was off his rocker with you know pain and suffering and why and how. And I simply alluded, and as I'll allude to anyone, when you've lost people, a lot of people have lost people. The how and the why is not as important as what you are thinking yourself. How and why are deep, dark hole. That's, that's like a complete unknown of what you can't control. That's really focusing on spinning your wheels on things that, that you have no ability to control. Why did your pet pass away? If you focus on that versus the gratitude for having had the time with your pet, there's a difference there in terms of the energy that you're actually bringing to the table, the energy that you're emanating within you, the frequency that you're generating. Gratitude is huge from that standpoint, Mm -hmm. and we must get to that point. I like to be at that point. I like to do that every day, and and it's what we practice. You know, Buddhists every single day are practicing gratitude, practicing forgiveness, practicing love. Every single day, they are it, they are they're meditating for hours on these concepts and principles and their connection to spirit. They're con, you know they're hours and hours they've dedicated to doing this. And we as humans running around with our chickens like chickens with our head cut off sometimes, um, reacting and responding to all these things that are going on, we're not centered. We're allowing the outside world to dictate what we think and feel. And mm-hmm. that is when you when you can flip that switch that's when you know you're 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 really cooking on all you know on all well, cooking on all the burners but you know what i'm talking about um you're running on all eight cylinders and you're doing it you know you're operating and you're controlling your life you know that's i'm passionate so passionate about that it's insane and people tell me oh you're control free not a control free no i just recognize what i can control and i do everything i can i spend 100 percent of my time controlling what is controllable and when you do that, boy, life is easy. You can be happy. You can, be, right. you can have a magnificent day. In spite of the world falling apart around, you can have a magnificent day. Awesome day. Right. Well, and I think that's the important thing, Michael. You know that you're the person in charge of your own happiness. You drive the car. You make the decision mm-hmm. where you're going to go, what, you, know, if, you know, when you're going to go, how fast you're going to travel. So you navigate that and you have to, you know, you, you can choose to take the easiest route, you know, or, or take the one that's got all these different roadblocks. Um, I, I think that that's, that's something for us to recognize, you know, and, and then, you know, sometimes you have to take the car to the mechanic. So maybe the mechanic is, you know, you're my mechanic, Michael. You remind me, like, okay, you know. <laughs> <laughs> get back on, you know. Okay, you got to fill up your tank. You need a little bit more rest. You know, get get some rest and refuel, and you yeah. take some time for yourself. And you know, ultimately, you know, you have control. You are the one that's driving. And what you know, wherever you you try, you whatever you try to do. But you know, like that, you know, analogy. You know, you're on this this road. And I always think about you know that poem about taking the road less traveled. And I took the path less traveled, and that made all the difference. I, that poem has stuck in my head my whole life. You know, and you know sometimes you know that's that's the route that you need to not not jumping on the bandwagon. You know, like okay, this is what a valuable in the visible material world you know I don't really you know well because they've got that kind of car I need that kind of car you know you decide what it is for yourself that is going to make you happy and you don't need to apologize for it you know you practice what it is and you know as you start to I think gain more trust in your own self-knowledge um, that you will gain confidence and things can really, really change. And, you know, I just wanted to say something when you were talking about, um, you know, the connection that we have. I, I have a friend, um, he posted on Facebook um, uh, last week that he lost his dad. And last night I saw that his mother also joined the father in crossing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, maybe just a, a, it was like a week later. And I think that that happens quite a bit, you know, where we have this connection to somebody else that you have enjoyed 
love and happiness and joy and that they've chosen to leave and that it's it's that awareness that you can you can go to and there's no reason to to stay uh any longer i think you know i you see that uh, a lot of times in life um but i you know i think that when you feel empathy or experience sorrow or whatever it is you know you can anchor into to happiness and reconnect to it when whenever you need to um it, it is it's it's uh i have after we had our our conversation last week michael i i had to laugh because um joe boxer made uh women's underwear for a while and they had a big smiley face on the bottom i don't know if you have ever seen that line (laughs) never saw that never saw that (laughs) i loved those i mean this is very you know personal intimate but you know but i love them because wherever i would go even though nobody saw saw them i would know that i'd have a smile that i was leaving behind me energetically to whoever you know that i came in contact with and sometimes you know i'd go through the airport and have a big smile on my face and i'm thinking you know energetically you know I, and i was so disappointed when they stopped making them i thought geez i gotta go back and maybe do a, a whole line of myself of, of something similar because um but it did. It made me smile. I mean, it was a silly little thing. But you know, you get up in the morning, you're like, okay, what, what kind of smile am I going to put on today? And uh, you know, and that's what you carry with you wherever you go. But um, but you know, that that being said, uh, you know, we're sort of like a radio station. You know, you tune in to what it is. And mm-hmm. a friend of mine gave me um, a controller knob off of an old um, portable radio where you had knobs and you dial it in. And he gave it to me and he said, you know, it, as a reminder that if I'm in a certain vibrational pattern or I'm in a certain mindset, all it takes is a small turn of the dial to go onto a different channel. And, you know, I keep that with me and sometimes I'll pull it out and I'm like, okay, you know what, here, let's just turn the dial. Turn the dial. Turn it to something else and, and be in a different space because it's all about perspective it's all mm-hmm. about how we see something mm-hmm. and it's that that same thing you know you know when you i think wayne dyer used to say when uh, how how did he word that um when you change the way you look at things um the things you look at change mm-hmm. right yeah yeah that's basically it, it it's 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 that it's kind of from my view of, of controlling uh and creating a reality um I, I'm I'm fascinated by that because all, everything here is connected. It's like this ecosystem of things, you know, personal alchemy, sovereignty, creating a reality, um, and, and how you feel. This is all it's it's all connected. And when you begin to embrace that system of that ecosystem, um, you gain such greater control over your uh, yourself and and the life that you're uh, engaging in here. You know, you you, mm-hmm. you you do that, and um, what, what, when I, you were talking, something came to me. I, I love your driving a car analogy, by the way, uh, and and I, I used something similar to this in a podcast when it came to building your house. Right, you can build your house mm-hmm. when it comes to creating your reality, creating your day, creating reality during the day. You I mean you can build your you can build your day any way that you that you like it to be. Or build your life. You know, create your life. You can. You can. Uh, uh, I, I use the analogy of actually building a house. You. You. You looked at. Every, you, when you build your own custom home, every nuance is under your purview. You, you control everything. Um, talking about driving a car. Think about what most people do. Um, they. They love driving their car, and imagine somebody. Other people, other circumstances and instances. Taking, putting you in the back seat and driving your car for you and going wherever it is they wanted to go instead yeah, of you being in control of where you mm-hmm. want to go. Because that's really what it's like. It's, it's when, when, right. when you outsource, and this is, the, this is the, the word that came to me, outsource your happiness, then those things that you're outsourcing your happiness to are, the, are, are what is control. It's control of your happiness and control of your reality mm-hmm. and control of the way you feel, what you're thinking, what you think about yourself. You're letting other people, if you let other people tell you what you're capable of uh, and what they think you should do, 
then you know that that it's not coming from you and you've literally put somebody else in charge of driving you around um, there's something there was a, there's a great piece I got to tell you something it's really the most interesting thing I've ever uh, ever seen but there's a, there's a video on YouTube it's about uh, I don't know about 18 19 minutes long I, I don't something along those lines it's called it works it works this is a guy who wrote this piece in 1926 about mm. manifestation about manifestation and it's a very short uh, short piece a short pamphlet uh, that was turned into a, a uh, YouTube video called it works and because that's the name of the book and one of the things that he said initially which I thought was really really unique and this is really what, what trips most people up when it comes to uh, achieving their goals their dreams uh, and what they're most passionate about you know going after what they're most passionate about it's, he said he said and, I, and I'm not paraphrasing this is exactly what he said your subjective mind is so susceptible to suggestion that it is almost impossible to make any satisfactory progress around skeptics uh, wow. therefore choose choose your friends <laughs> carefully uh, associate mm-hmm. with people who who now uh, who who have some uh, who now have what you want and now have some of what you, of what you want uh, but don't discuss your method of accomplishment with them what most people do and I told my good friend this the other day is you know when you discover you have a passion for something and you'd like to pursue it um, one of the things that first inclinations you have is to go to your, your somebody you really care about your best friend your loved one your mother your father whatever and you tell them hey I want to do this and mm-hmm. what happens is they're coming from a completely different place a place that's contaminated by their own their own thoughts their own perceptions their own experiences right and right. how do you expect how do you expect them to support what you want to do and even thinking hey I wanted to be an actor and I, I failed at it I don't want you to go down that route right uh, I was mm-hmm. a musician and I couldn't I couldn't make a living at it I need to support a family and you if you're down the road you need to do something that's gonna support a family um, you know they shoot holes literally in your dreams and your goals and your intentions the things that you've discovered a passion for maybe you just want to mm-hmm. go out and, and learn how to play an instrument you think it may be a, 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 a thing you could make a living at however that that horse hasn't even gotten into the gate yet now you you basically just want to go explore it I never made I made a a living doing playing drums however it was not my professional career I did play professionally for a while but it it wasn't the career that I chose down the line I I discovered that it was really playing drums was a catalyst for me being comfortable in front of people for talking in front of people that's Mm. that was my purpose for doing it for many many years I can stand in front of I don't care how many people it is a hundred thousand people um, I stood I had a guy bring me up an illusionist bring me up on stage uh, here in front of 10,000 people no problem I just focused on him what he was talking about what he was asking me to do and I wasn't nervous at all I'm not nervous in front of people and mainly because it's seven I started playing in front of people so sometimes the the gift you have has a, a purpose in your life that is different than what you think it's supposed to be you know mm-hmm. it's uh, sometimes it's not all about money and making a living it's about grounding you and helping you um, down other pathways helping you get down other pathways and uh, and that's kind of how I how I saw it uh, so it's it's beautiful um, what this particular gentleman said because this is where most people um, you know uh, allow other people to discredit their own ideas and then they themselves in their own inner conversation discredit themselves they say you know just is just just a passing thing for me this is not possible I can't believe this could happen to me I don't believe this happened to me when something really really good happens uh, and, and and what a remarkable coincidence <laughs> I mm-hmm. would say this right now I won't ever say those things teach yourself to say thank you universe and that's it and while I move on I'm so grateful right. that this happened to me uh, and I deserve this because I deserve the very best life has to offer that's just it you know people who have an issue and I at one point in my life had had a, had a issue saying thank you or good things that happened to me or you know when people did nice things for me um, and then I learned I said okay 
this is this is I deserve this, and it's best for me you to do. say thank you and live with gratitude and 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 move forward, and mm-hmm. um, and say this is the manifestation of all the good work I've been doing with myself. That's what it is, manifestation of right. all the work I've been doing with myself, spiritual work, happiness work, um, you know, I, outsourcing your your happiness, outsourcing anything to somebody, something outside of you. Um, and it, I know we're not talking about relationships and we should have a whole show on that. However, this yeah, is, this is my, sure. <laughs> yeah, my biggest, my biggest no-no in a relationship is to outsource your happiness to someone else. Um, mm-hmm. In my view, happiness in a relationship comes from both people being happy themselves with themselves. Then the happiness comes to the relationship, surrounds the relationship. Same thing with love. If you love yourself, uh, the relationship will, uh, will be loving if both people love themselves. Right. One person is depending on the other, outsourcing their love or their happiness to their partner. Uh, we've got a smothering situation where a, and I've been in that kind of situation where my significant other didn't love themselves and they were always looking to me to make them feel good, to make them happy, to make them love themselves. And it, and it, it got very, very, very tiring. Uh, it is tiring when you have mm-hmm. to uh, try to make somebody, you have to keep doing things to help someone else feel good about themselves and their life. Uh, it's, it's much easier in a relationship when two people come together. Uh, and yeah, it's a growing environment. That's why relationships exist, so that two people can, can learn from each other and, and elevate themselves consciously uh, and elevate their, um, the idea of themselves and, and, uh, and where they're going. And, you know, it, it's, it's so, such a beautiful thing to see when that happens. It takes right. one person to start it, of course. It takes mm-hmm. one person to start it. Uh, and, yeah. and, and Glenn used to say something interesting to me. I don't know how you feel about this, but Glenn Brooks used to say one thing. He said in a relationship, it only takes one, you only need one loving person in a relationship in order to bring love to the whole relationship. And I used to, I used to have disagreements with him about this all the time. <laughs> I mean, I, I there used, used to be these grand debates that we would have, yep. you know, the grand debates of, of this. You know, he's saying, yeah, if one person is, uh, you know, because Glenn was pretty matter of fact. Um, right. Based on his life experience, he thought that if one person had all the love, it could make the relationship great. You know, that the relationship would, would be together. And I'm going, but Glenn, if the other person doesn't love themselves, you know, you can have all the love in the world. It's just they need to basically find love within them. Right. And through either what they're doing, uh, maybe they're not connected to their passions. They haven't discovered what their own interests and talents and gifts are. You know, it's, it, it, there's a lot of different things that, that comprise, uh, that, 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 are, that, comprise that, that love, that can get that love within you and the happiness within you and the contentment and the fulfillment, joy within you, the satisfaction within you flowing. And maybe they just haven't found it yet. You know, yeah, you can give them all the love in the world, but, but uh, you know, it, so the, the, the line of, hey, I've got to go find myself, <laughs> uh, does have meaning in one way or the other. If, if, it's, if it's emanating from their heart and they're saying, I need to go, I'm, I'm not really contributing here because I don't know who the heck I am. And I've had other people and everybody in my life tell me who I am, but I don't know who I am. Wow, interesting place to be in. Great place to start, by the way, is that realization. Great mm-hmm. place to start. And I, I spent a lot, of, I've spent years, decades, learning who the heck I am. No oh, relationships okay. haven't gone well. Then, you know, you're going to have relationships that are train wrecks or mm-hmm. something close. Um, and that's a natural part of your understanding and, and moving forward in life. And I, I, think it's, I think it's fantastic. But all these things are connected because it's, I guess, what I'm attempting to say here, because happiness and love within you impact other people because that's the frequency that you're sending out. A lack of love, a lack of happiness, that's a frequency. Uh, that's energy that you're putting out there mm-hmm. and it's impacting the people around you at work, at home. It, 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 your kids can sense it. Your pets can sense it. Oh, 100%. You know? Yeah, everybody yeah. can sense it, right? Mm-hmm. So working on you, uh, back to our original, uh, our original uh, point in this, is be the change you want to see in the world that is what it all comes back to. It's all about mm-hmm. you. 
all right. about you. Right. Oh, 100%. You know, I have, I have, I'm an avid reader, and in, in one of the books uh, that I was delving into, actually, there, it's a really fantastic book on sound medicine written by an MD, and I just can't tell you how um, profound this book is, but um, one of the things that she talks about it is how we are made up of water and how water is a conductor of sound and that when we are in our mother's womb um, our our sense of hearing is one of the things that develops first within i think the first eight weeks and so Mm -hmm. as we're hearing you know the loving sounds or music or whatever it is that sort of becomes a, a part of us and that um she talked about um, resonance, and she said that it comes from the Latin word resonantia, which means echo, which I thought was so profound because I thought, oh, an echo, echo, that's what we're, we're doing. We are um, projecting out whatever that is, you know, whether it be happiness or something else. So, you know, if somebody comes and they say, well, you know, how can I be happy? You know, I have terminal cancer. How can I be positive about anything now? Well, you know, I guess the question you would pose to them is, well, how do you envision thinking negatively will help you? You know, you need to enjoy (laughs) life, you know, while we have it. You know, now is more important than ever to be positive. You know, you have... We all have a finite number of days on this planet, and um, yeah, that that's we come into this world and we will leave this world. There's not one person who <laughs> who doesn't leave the physicality, but this vessel that we inhabit while we're here, you know, we can echo that to others, you know, and you know, you go mm-hmm. into a canyon and you, you know, that whatever it is, the the small things that you do each day to raise your vibration, to raise your happiness levels, um, to emanate that and to really be the change you wish to see in the world. You know, you, you know, there, there's some, there was a a woman that used to work at, at Target and, you know, her husband was diagnosed with cancer and then she was diagnosed and every time you saw her, she had the biggest smile on her face and you say, how are you doing? And she's like, I'm wonderful. And even if there were all of these different challenges, that woman, I thought, oh my gosh, she's the most positive person I have ever met. And she was happy. She said, you know, I'm really, you know, every day she said, I'm choosing to be happy and I'm choosing to enjoy it. And um, she emanated that. I mean, and, you know, you thought to yourself, well, you know, you only have who knows how much time you're working at Target, but for her, it made her happy to be able to see people, to interact with individuals. You know, so I would encourage anybody, you know, whatever it is that you're doing, you know, you want to find the things that make you look forward to each day. You know, because mm-hmm. rather than, you know, choose choose something else. You know, I really, I truly, truly believe that. And, um, you know, the, the uh, Mama Wiska, you know, the, the connection. Yeah. To mm-hmm. we have to each other, and um, you know, so why not choose happiness uh, as that connection? You know, from every aspect of of your beingness, um, I would inc- encourage that, and uh, you know, that's what. Some people, know, yeah, yeah. I mean, I I understand exactly what you're saying. The issue the issue we have is the, our level of conscious awareness our level of connectivity to, connectivity to something greater than ourselves. And mm-hmm. a, lot of, a lot of times it's just a function of it's all we know. Outsourcing happiness is all we've ever, ever known. That's all we've ever experienced. Outsourcing our love is all we've ever known. Um, and uh, one of the, one of the uh, first, in my view, uh, elements of, of personal alchemy in order, you know, personal transformation, is receptivity. We have to first be receptive to some other way of being, some other way of thinking uh, and, and acting and speaking about ourselves in order to, and feeling, to be able to embrace something that can help us expand uh, and evolve as a soul in the vessel that we're in. 
and uh, and I, I I find and and there's a and you, you one of the things I've had to give up because I can't control this I had to give up the uh, um, the control of whether or not someone acts acts on what it is that I'm sharing I've had to give that up and we can't mm-hmm. no, no listeners to our podcast can we we cannot get any listeners to our podcast to actually acquiesce to anything that we're saying to 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 give it a try to give it to make an attempt to uh to see happiness in a different way all we can do is impart the information the wisdom experientially or otherwise that we both actually have collected throughout our lives and uh and through our enlightenment our own enlightenment and and be able to put that forth as a way of of helping people make the shift themselves make that shift uh, and I got to tell you, a comment about the sound medicine, it's really interesting because decades ago, there was actually somebody, I'm sure you're familiar with this, I think it was back, even back in the 60s, they were talking about um, exposing your uh, your child in the womb to uh, to musical vibrations, classical music, mm-hmm. other types of vibrations that would, because the, the classical music uh, has like Mozart and and others have a um, has a as a vibration a vibrational frequency that is uh, very uplifting very enlightening and there was also there were also experiments done I believe I can't tell you who they are who did them or whatever but I heard about them of of uh, uh, scientists who were doing studies about um, being able to uh, about speaking to your child in the womb and I do know that uh, through other uh, studies. And I kind of, it's, it's really odd that your, your child in the womb, because you've actually just pretty much put the nail on the head and, and helped me understand this uh, through the sound medicine, but if hearing is the first thing that develops, uh, mm-hmm. the sense of, sense of being able to hear, the sense of vibration, uh, negativity, energy, negative, negative vibes, uh, parents arguing, the stress that, and strain that they're under, uh, in in their lives, in their personal lives, and and professional lives that they bring home, and uh, when the child is developing, the child is exposed to all of this. Okay, mm-hmm. exposed to the negativity, those negative vibes, the arguing, the the the, the discontent, um, and uh, the this sort of thing that that those negative vibes that occur as they're developing. Uh, that correct me if I'm wrong, but in my view, if all the supplies in terms of, of, of sound and hearing and uh, and vibrations and the like that that child can come out of the womb with that and that, with mm-hmm. those vibrations as part of their uh, psyche and uh, they yeah and then they're exposed to more of them after they get born and you know I mean after they come out of the womb and it's just kind of interesting because I, I've, I've it, it's fascinating to me this concept this relationship when a, when, a, when a child is uh in the womb my sister i'll just tell you this quick little story here because we only have a couple minutes left quick story that my sister raised uh two self-actualized brilliant children and i kept wondering why she, you know she had her first child at 39 second at 41. uh both of them were 4.10 students uh and very amazing in terms of self-actualization brilliant and very relationally connected with people and it happened to coincide their birth and upbringing coincided with my sister who had created um audiobooks uh videos mm. for and and uh about um what's it called oh it's uh it's um early childhood education uh, music and movement sound and movement uh, color and movement color vibrations all that kind of stuff and she's she's certified she goes around the country teaching um, uh, people who are raising uh, uh, children teachers and others that have children in their class etc that's what she does but the the these kids came about while she was developing that curriculum interesting the music and everything and in my view they are who they are because they were exposed to this as uh, not only in the womb but as they were growing up interesting yeah yeah no, right. it would definitely make sense. No, and you know, and one of the quotes, and I'll let you close, but I'm just going to read this quote. One of the quotes that she chose to include in her book was that music gives a soul to the universe, wings to the mind, flight to the imagination, and life to everything else. 
and that was from Plato and that's how long ago that goes back and I just love that you know wings to the mind flight to the imagination and so you know if you're choosing your your point of uh, where you want to what you want to be with today you know I would encourage everybody to be with happiness be with joy uh, be with yeah. peace and be with love and yeah. absolutely so. I don't think I can add anything to that I'm sorry that was so spectacular <laughs> I, I honestly I don't have another word I can add to it, it you know, music to the soul wings to the mind flight to the imagination yeah that's it we have to leave it there <laughs> And so it is. And uh, yeah. thank you all for joining us here on Connect to Love, and we look forward to, to our next uh, conversation. Thank you all. Take care.